I'm suiting up. Welcome to Doctor Three, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard rank ladder. I'm your host, Daring Alkaline, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Deliver and Major Death. So, um, let's just get into it this week. We have a special guest, um, soon to be new member of the Doctor Three podcast, Dragon Rider. So welcome, welcome to our show and our our little Hearthstone family here. So, um, so why don't you tell our listeners who may not know who you are a little bit about yourself before we get into this? Sure, uh, a little bit about me, I guess. Uh, I've been playing Hearthstone since beta, uh, so quite a long time. Um, I've hit Legend like fifteen times now. Really been pushing to be competitive, uh, earned the 11 star bonus this last month. Um, let's see, I've <laughs> done a ton of podcasts. I, there's so many things I've done. I shouldn't probably list everything. Uh, <laughs> uh, started. It gives the... you it gives you more internet cred though. See, that's so right. Just, it does. You got to keep throwing it out there. It's like doing this yeah. thing. Um. Some people might recognize me more recently from things like uh, Amberflight Gaming. I am the CEO and founder of Amberflight Gaming. And also I've been doing some casting as well for uh, Supergirl Gamer Pro on Sunday nights. So kind of all over the place. Play a ton of tournaments, but yeah, I I love the community. I'm, I've met actually all three of you in various ways and over the last few years, so... It's really cool to see like a variety of people from all over the community connecting in different ways. And that's something that I feel like we've seen from the beginning and that just continued over the last few years. I, I always love seeing that. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. I would be shocked if there's that many people that don't know who you are. You've been <laughs> such a mainstay in the Hearthstone community for a long time and you're just with the esports organization and everything, you've done a lot of different things. And so it is very exciting to have you on board with us. Exactly. I, uh, I'm also very excited. So <laughs> it's definitely uh, very cool. Um, it's cool and sad at the same time, because that means deliver is going to be leaving us. So, um, yep. Do you want to, yeah, I'll just go into it a little bit. Um, I work for the post office, hence the name Deliver as my tag. Um, some people don't catch on to that very quick, even though it's in my bio and stuff, but it's fine. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I uh, work for the post office, and lately I've been working 60-hour weeks, give or take, and it just I have a lot of stuff going on for Sogoy and everything else that I needed to talk to my therapist and I needed to find time for myself. So unfortunately had to step down, but, um, obviously in great hands, got to meet a uh, dragon rider in Anaheim early this year, pre COVID. Um, obviously, <laughs> obviously, but, uh, <laughs> uh, she is a phenomenal player and, uh, she's going to have great insight for sure. Awesome. So, now we've gotten a few of the formalities out of the way. Let's go into last week's poll question. Mage? All right, last week's poll question. We asked you, what, what class have you been playing the most since Skullamance Academy launched? Uh, we only had nine votes. Four of you, 44%, said Paladin. So that was the most represented class. 22% uh, said Druid. Nobody voted to say they've been playing mage so you didn't get caught up in the hype of the mozaki spell damage i'm gonna hit you for 35 with uh arcane missiles mage and we had three people that said other but didn't didn't reply and tell us what <laughs> class they were playing so if you're one of the others i guess i guess your secret is safe with you because you didn't tell us uh I'm gonna assume I, I, I'm gonna assume rogue warrior and warlock were the three other yeah, classes. Yeah, that's probably it. I mean, we've seen we've actually the 
this meta has been pretty diverse so far, and we're going to talk and talk to why that might continue. Uh, so there's there's actually, unless you're playing a shaman, which nobody seems to be doing right now, uh, you, that there, there there's really six other classes that you could uh, could conceivably have been playing when you when you said other there. So that's right. encouraging if you're anybody but wanting to be playing shaman. Hey, I've seen the, some the shamans shamans out there, so. <laughs> It's true. The reason why I think they probably didn't list it is because they're probably closet priest players, and they're just trying to uh, uh, sneak that in there. Come, come yeah. on, guys! If that was if, my thought. I was gonna say, if you're a priest, you gotta be loud and proud about it. That's right. <laughs> Follow your lead, right, Derek? Yeah, get, get back on that Nomi train. Choo choo. <laughs> Man, we haven't seen Nomi in so long. It's here. It's still. It's it's extremely viable. It took me a little bit to uh, figure out the combo, but um, it works. Um, if you can get the com- yeah, it's an automatic yeah. win. If you get, the- it's just getting there. You just got to get there. You got to empty yeah. your deck. I'm surprised. I, I kind of feel like I want to put um, uh, Gazutan Auctioneer in it to kind of like churn through it. But you know. Anyways, let us move on to the news this week. And it was a big week for news. Like, wow, we have some pretty major changes. So, first off, discover and ge- discover and generate a random card effects can no longer can't discover slash generate themselves anymore. So it was implemented as part of eighteen point zero point one server patch on Friday, August fourteenth. So this went live into uh, Grandmasters, which was super an interesting and relevant time <laughs> to, to make that change. So, um, yeah. Uh, so the uh, dev comment was, overall, this change is aimed at helping games feel a bit more varied. While generating the same card can be an exciting individual moment these types of experience tend to have diminishing returns after a while these adjustments should make for healthier games against class with a ton of resource generation aka priest (laughs) i was gonna say renew into renew Renew into into renew renew, into renew Uh, into renew i i'm go ahead i I will say that is probably the one thing i wish priest wouldn't be able to do for a long time oh yeah they fix it now it's just the constant like okay they're dead they don't have that much heal yeah because when you're when you're playing yeah i was gonna say when you're playing against priest and it's just like you're you're a more aggressive deck and they drop a renew and you're like oh my god i can kill them just don't don't go into another renew (laughs) don't change don't change exactly exactly so i said this a while back on the cast that like you shouldn't be able to discover things like you shouldn't be able to generate Sky Raider into Sky Raider into Sky Raider, which was mm. happening before. So, like, I just think this is great. Like, this things should be intended like this. You shouldn't be able to discover the card that lets you discover a card. So, like, yeah, I, mean, I remember even something like the Emerald Explorer for the for the uh, <laughs> Druid mm-hmm. actually can be quite difficult to deal with when you're seeing the second third fourth version of the card and they're still generating dragons on top of that it's like oh god mm-hmm. how do i, I remember keep going through all this an aspirant match where i had to try to find a risky skipper through sky raider and i went sky raider into sky raider into sky raider into a skipper to get me there that's dirty i hope he took a shower after that because that was that's filthy yeah Yeah. it won't be the series and i felt bad but you know it's hearthstone right that happens well not anymore it doesn't so that's right yeah they made that change with dragon queen alex straza where dragon queen couldn't generate herself so it Mm -hmm. feels like a natural progression that Everything else should also not discover themselves or create themselves. So, yet yeah, overall, it feels like a really good change. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, did you ever expect that that was going to be like just in the grand scheme? Obviously, we know what this was beforehand. But I mean, if you just looking at it at, on the, on its face and you see a card that says "discover a dragon" or something like this, 
are you fully expecting to see the exact thing you just played again? Like, is that, I mean, is, is this a thing unique to Hearthstone, I guess? Or is this, you know, across card games where, I like, mean, this is not, like, I guess to me, I wouldn't expect that a card could generate itself over and over again. I was going to say, right. ge- generally, card games generate, is you're generating tokens. You're not generating anything but, like, just simple things. Like, Hearthstone is that, like, discover and generate are uniquely random effects to Hearthstone because it, it embraces the digital space that it's in. I I think there's a few small like generation effects in Runeterra. I don't know. I haven't played it in a little while, but like, um, so like that kind of thing was definitely a Hearthstone thing. I'm assuming it's Hearthstone thing first. I don't know of anything else that was, but like in Magic, you're not generating spells or anything like that. You could generate tokens that do things or generate like artifacts or whatever. You know, some some little things, but it's ne- never never going to be like you're never going to generate like the the beater in your deck again so um yeah so i mean to be fair i mean i expected it just because that's how it's always been in hearthstone but it's it's nice to see that it it, it's fixed it wasn't i feel like it's not always a problem but these cards that abuse it really abuse that effect like that, like as the Sky Raider. Like, are you upset if your opponent goes, you know, uh, the the nature studies into nature studies into nature studies? Like, no, they're just looking for something else. But like, obviously, you're gonna be upset if it's renew into renew into renew into renew into renew, <laughs> or like, yeah, like you said, the Emerald Explorer or the uh, what is the uh, the 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 Hunter one, um, the Poison one. Primordial, no. primordial, yeah, yeah. Primordial. yeah. Is it primordial? Okay, yeah. Oh, um, so. yeah. I got the correct one mixed up with rottenness, but yeah. Okay, continue. Yes. So, like the fact that you don't get to select a good dragon and and try again, like that is probably for the best. So, I think this is just a positive thing overall for the game. So, I mean, it definitely feels like like. The comment about it being more varied, I think, is very uh, poignant because things like the the Renew or things like the Primordial Dragon, if you see those things, you're probably going to pick them. And so then it just kind of creates this cycle where you're always, not always, but it feels like always when you're when you when you're when you're an opponent playing against these these decks and things like that. So. Uh, It'll also maybe, maybe we'll see a few other things that we don't always see with because they're being offered in this. And and now, you know, I if I can't find a Renew, I'm going to have to be a bit more resourceful. And maybe I take a Radiance or something like that that, that I wouldn't have considered uh, before. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think there's going to be a lot of that going on, so... All right, so then we have the first balance change of Skullman's Academy announced and implemented. It was announced on Monday the uh, the 17th and implemented on the 18th, the, the time of us recording this show. Um, the change is already in the game. So uh, the changes were made to two legendary minions, uh, Kael'thas Sunstrider and Mindrender Lucia. In patch 18.0.2 that was released Tuesday, August 18th. Um, Kael'thas used to read um, every third spell you cast uh, each turn costs zero. New. Every third spell you cast each turn cost one. So it's the um, Rogue Galcron treatment. It's it's not free. It costs one. So you um, can't do this on seven mana without lightning blooms or innervates, which are still very, very feasible cards, because I think, I mean, to be fair, I mean, is there another deck that's running Kael'thas anymore? Not since, not since Demon Hunter, um, yeah, took, Mm -hmm. took those changes a while ago, and now they can't, especially with, um, what do you call it, uh, uh, twin slice counting or costing one, 
So it's right, just like, yeah. that's not even a feasible option now to get Inner Demon out. I mean, technically it could be, but yeah, uh, are you are you that desperate? <laughs> do you want to hit for that much? Like, I feel like there's better ways to do that uh, quicker. So, um, and then Mind Render Ulysia, um cost two, and now it costs three. That's all that's changed. Same card, same text, everything's the same. Just cost three mana now. So, game designer Alec Dawson comments on the changes. He said, Mind Render was quite strong. Stronger than we want our cards like Elusia, um, Stelina, Glide, etc. Um, we expect players to continue to learn how to take advantage of her, especially in the early game. And then, Kael'thas created too many turns that didn't feel like they should be possible. This is aimed at eliminating some of those non-games that could occur because of his ability. And we'll talk about this more in the main topic. So, um, really, it's, it's some pretty good changes. I feel like I'm not sure on the mind render thing. Like that one's kind of up in the air. But like I said, we'll we'll talk about that via main topic. Next, we have the philosophy bundle um, available through August 31st in the shop. Includes ten Year of the Dragons packs. 10 Ashes of Outlands packs, and two random Skullmance uh, Academy Legendaries for 20 bucks. It seems like a really good deal. Like, you're guaranteed two Legendaries and ten or 20 packs of cards. I mean, I feel like I'm going to buy this. This feels like a really, like, one of the better bundles they've put out. Much better we, we, than the Mage bundle. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh. The the dollar per pack tends to be about the best price you can get when it comes to a bundle. So there's that, and now you're get and yes, these are packs from previous expansions, but there's still standard viable packs all through. Uh, you know the year of the dragon packs; those cards are going to be available available in standard, viable in standard through next April ish, mm-hmm. and then Ashes of Outlands for an entire year after that. And then you're getting two legendaries from the current set. So, uh, I mean, obviously it feels like the most impactful thing about the current set is the legendaries in, mm-hmm. in a lot of cases. And so you're guaranteed to get two of those. And if nothing else, you're getting dust to help you craft things uh, from the older set. So uh, I'm not exactly missing a lot from Year of the Dragon, but I'm and I'm missing a, le- a legendary or two. So I'm, I'm going to probably get this. Yeah, I am too. Because, I mean, to guarantee, to get 20 packs and guarantee two legendaries, plus, like, that's not without you pulling anything. That's just two legendaries up front when you buy it. So, like, I I don't see it getting much better than that. So, I, I think this is probably the best bundle, non-pre-release bundle I've seen them put out in a, in a long time. I can't remember anything that is actually better than this, so. Yeah, the guaranteed value is really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. y- guaranteed legendaries. I mean, that's a pretty big sell for me too. So yeah, maybe I... I can get my mind render Lucia. <laughs> I was going to say I'm pretty sure it follows the pattern of those two legendaries you get should be legendaries you don't already have. So correct. That's you know if if anyone's considering that, just keep that in mind. It's gonna be two legendaries you don't have from the newest set. So yeah, that's sweet. Exactly. Yeah. All right, so next up we have Hearthstone Invitational scheduled for August 25th, which is next Tuesday. Um, Ten two-player teams will competing for $100,000 uh, in prize money. Earn two Skullman's Academy packs by watching four hours of any Hearthstone stream between 9 a.m. and 7 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. So um, I'm personally rooting for Trump Kibler in the priest school, <laughs> the priest paladin school. <laughs> um, so it's, it's just, it's just a bunch of streamers and pro players, uh, teamed up in teams based on the dual class cards. So it's going to be a lot of fun. If you, if you missed the last invitational, the, the tavern brawl one, um, that was a super good time, uh, to have on the background where you don't have to pay a lot of attention. This isn't like hyper, hyper competitive like 
this is super serious, like grandmaster stuff. This is like silly fun, and like yes, they're they're competing for big money, but like I I saw I looked took a list that uh, look at the uh, the list of straight. I mean, Crips gonna be there. Um, RDU, Firebat. Um, so like you know, it goes from one end edge of the spectrum to another. So it's it just should be a good time. So I would. Highly recommend watching it if you can live, but if not, probably go check out some highlights afterwards because I guarantee you there are going to be some silly things going on. <laughs> okay, so, um, well, that takes us out of news. So let's move on to the main topic. Um, I believe this, I'm going to read this directly. New meta, who dis? <laughs> I did not write that, but thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome, community. You're welcome. <laughs> so, first question: What do we think is going to happen to the meta after the nurse? Um, and since we're like six hours into this, what do we? If we've played, what are our initial impressions? Um. Uh, so. My initial impression, since I did have a half day, I did actually play a little bit of Hearthstone. So I got in on this. Um, I will say I think the better list for Druids now is actually without Kael'thas. I do think that the the nerf is significant enough to take it out of the deck and play Malagos instead. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw Zeland's list posted a little bit ago and took out and replaced with, you know, Geppetto, just classic druid ramp things, and then also has Malagos Ysera top end, so it can still do all of its broken things without Kael'thas, uh, because the actual uh, evil villain of the deck is uh, uh, Animal Guardians, so... Yes, guardian animals. Yeah, yeah, I. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with it, Lake Thresher, Twilight Runner, and uh, what was the third one? Teacher's the, pet. Teacher's pet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. No, those are those are perfectly fine. Five drops where you can pull two of them out. <laughs> with rush. With, with rush. With rush. So you know that Twilight Runner. You get to. You, it's essentially uh between four and six cards. For seven mana. And dealing ten damage to minions. Yeah. Yeah, that's not silly. I I don't know what it is. (laughs) Alright, let's go down the line from how I see things. So, Mage, you're up next. What do you think? I have not had a chance to play. Uh, I was always on the bandwagon that I thought... uh, Like, Ike posted a list very early on after the new meta or after the, the set went live and he actually went with a mount seller uh, and did a little bit different thing than Kalthos and survival of the fittest uh, because he thought that was a bit more consistent as opposed to the high rollish sort of aspect of, uh, you know, cheesing out uh, a Kalthos and possibly survival of the fittest or a guardian animals after that. Uh, I liked, I liked that version of the deck and I I don't know like the the difference between zero mana and one mana is huge when it comes to this and even though you're getting so much of a cost reduction on say survival of the fittest where it is originally a 10 mana card and and can be one mana the fact that like I feel like part of the power is that you're able to do this before turn seven like that you're that you're using your innervates and you're using your lightning blooms to to cheese out something very early on and and so the the difference in that you can't play survival of the fittest in those scenarios unless you go past seven mana i yeah i want i wonder if more people are going to go to mount or they're going to go to malagos and, and and try and make those work better uh, just because it it seems, it you know it it seems like that might be more consistent. Now I don't know. I we we saw people get away from Kalthos uh, the last time he got nerfed, and then he found his way back in. And so 
I very easily could see eventually people going back to it. But but this right now, I think knee-jerk reaction is I'm not going to play the nerfed card. And so it'll be interesting to see if it stays that way. Okay. Dragon Rider, what do you think here? And have you had a chance to play at all? I have not. I was at work when the patch went live and then rushed home and then joined in this. So haven't gotten a chance to play yet, but I, I feel like overall, I don't think we're going to see much change with Priest. Honestly, I think either people are going to just keep the lists how they are with uh, Mind Render, or they're going to maybe just remove her and put something else in, especially like the Highlander lists. But I'm thinking it probably just stays the same. And yeah, I pretty much just echo what uh, Deliver and Mage already said. I, I think people are just going to change up the Druid list because I think there's a lot of other broken cards in Druid that people are still going to want to play. So eh, just get rid of the Kalpas and then just play the other stuff. What? Yeah. Are you saying Druid's <laughs> broken? Are you saying no. we got broken cards? It's, it's got some cards that I question. <laughs> yeah. Lightning Bloom. <laughs> Excuse me. That, right, that's um, one of them, yeah. Don't know where that came from. Yeah. Um, personally, I think Kael'thas is still good enough. I was messing around with it earlier. Um because I wanted to see what it looked like, so I was just playing the pretty much the standard deck before mm-hmm. the the rotation. It still seems fine, like it still seems like it can do what it's supposed to do. Um, I mean, the deck still has its the same problems that it did with or without, you know, with Kalthos giving you the third spell for zero, anyways. So like drawings an issue and like hitting your ramp so like that deck is very can be very hit or miss and like either be like this deck does nothing or this deck like goes off like the nuts on turn four so like it didn't seem that much different to me but i i agree people are gonna try different things and i think probably we'll see mount seller and probably end up seeing like a deck closer to what it was before but yeah, who knows? Uh, yeah, Maui Ghost, I've seen... I mean, Boar Control's been rocking that Geppetto... Um, the deck, you know, the Geppetto, Maui Ghost, Alex Straza, you know, Ysera deck for a while now. You can put Breath of Dreams back in if, you, if you're if running more of a dragon package. So, like, there's a lot of different variations. So, I think, uh, I think Druid's gonna be in the air for a little bit of time while people refine and we're less than like i said like six hours into this so it's right there's not there's not been a lot of time for experimentation so i think people will figure it out but i think kalthos is still fine just because if it wasn't for lightning bloom i would say take kalthos out automatically but lightning bloom does give you two mana and so like this the dumb stuff you were doing before like Lightning Bloom, like, if you're you playing Lightning Bloom or Innervate to get your free spells in, then all of a sudden, like, you had, like, two extra mana anyways, and what were you gonna do, Hero Power? I mean, it doesn't matter if you're doing Hero Power, you'd much rather be doing Survival of the Fittest, so it's like, yes, it'd be nice to Hero Power for free, essentially, but I'm okay with that if I get to play Survival of the Fittest instead, you know, so, um... So I I think it's going to be one six to one half dozen the other, but uh, my guess is that you three are all right. So, but I'm I'm gonna stick by saying Kalthas is still fine. He's just not super broken anymore. Yeah. And the, oh, the one thing I will miss is turn one OTK in wild. <laughs> God. I, can you those... can you go ahead and elaborate on that, please? Uh, in case you don't know or haven't seen the clips going around Twitter, um, you can, with pre-nerfed Kael'thas, go um, Lightning Blooms into um, Barnes to pull out Kael'thas to UI, UI, Starfire, Starfire, just random damage spells and cycle cards, and it would, you could 
killed him on turn one. Hmm. I, I I guess I I didn't know where you were going with that because I had not heard of it referred to as that, but I have seen that and. The deck normally has about a forty-two percent win rate, so it's yes. not it's not good. <laughs> right. But when you, but you know, it's like once that broken clock is right twice a day, it is <laughs> it is a sight to behold. It's like that old uh, hunter deck where it just ran Barnes and Yasharish, and then you're right. just like, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, if I didn't pull that out, then well, I guess my spells don't do it. You're know, like your. Uh, your Rockdalar and all your other spells that count on you having no spells in your deck didn't do anything, but if you pulled them out and dropped them on four, all of a sudden you have a 10-10 on the board on turn four, and your opponent's like, huh, yeah, I guess I should hit that concede button right about now, because <laughs> yep. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, hence, hence, I don't play wild very often. Wild is a strange place, let me tell you. <laughs> Um, yeah, I I've been playing the um, playing a little bit of wild today as well, and played the um, dark glare, pain zoo, that pulls out the flesh giants and molten giants and stuff. Um, that seems like it needs to be fixed, but that's for the wild community. They can deal with that. I was just having my fun. Um, their list that I saw for standard, uh, they're bringing back imprisoned scrap imp. I don't know if you've seen this imp or this list uh, plays both Wisp and Desk Imps, so okay. this is it's called Wisp Lock. Okay, uh, but you know because they can kind of afford to play those cards because you have Voracious Reader, so uh, the strictly better Jeeves uh, mm-hmm. and the deck seems interesting. Uh, I'll link it to you all to put in here, but I I want to play I this just... deck some because this just seems like a lot of fun. What what is this world? What is this world coming to? What I'm... are you doing to me, Deliver? I know. I, I just know. I just feel like it. Wouldn't it make more sense? Wouldn't you want more cards in your hand? And that's why it's just like I'm like. I know Voracious Reader is a good card. Don't get me wrong. I think Voracious Reader is the nuts. But, like, with Scrap Imp, I probably want about a million cards in my hand <laughs> to have that go right. off on. Also, zero-cost minions don't get a boost from uh, Magic Carpet. <laughs> that is true, but that's so, why we don't play Magic Carpet in this list. Yeah, I, I, I see that. <laughs> I'm just simply making it an observation. I can. I'm not saying this is bad. I'm just like, huh, uh, whatever. So, such is to each it his own. It could be bad, but it's fun. I'm, I'm down with that gambling. I mean, I'll play a zero mana desk imp and make it a four four. I like that's the sound right. of that. That that's why that's why I need the bundle. I didn't get him either. So oh, that, those, are, the, those are the two. <laughs> those are the two that I want. I would want to get of the remaining legendaries from this set. Yeah, yeah. I guess with Gandling, it it does make it a bit more bearable. But <laughs> anyways, um, uh, is Druid still playable? Um. Uh, I'm just going through our questions. I think we've answered a lot of these th- this lines of questions. Is Druid still playable? Um, I think everyone's on the same page that yes, yes, it is still very playable. Uh, well, Guardian Animal still pulls <laughs> five drops out and gives it rush. Can and you? T- while Lightning Bloom is still a card. Yes. Can you still do that on turn three? Can you still do that on turn three? Because that's w- that's whether or not I'm going to keep playing Druid. Oh, I can? Yes. Yeah, then I'm good. Yeah, we're good here. I mean, you can do it on turn one still. I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> true. Can you? It's lightning bloom, lightning bloom, coin, coin innervate. innervate. That's, f- yeah, that's five, six, seven. Yeah. So if you have the exact hand of lightning bloom, lightning bloom, innervate, coin, and guardian animals, then yes, you can do absolutely. It do really that doesn't turn. matter if you can't do anything on the next turn. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, You've it doesn't. Got two five drops in your hand, and your opponent is banging their head against their device that they're <laughs> to, playing Hearthstone on. To, to be fair, to be fair, what are you doing on turn two as Druid, anyways? 
hero powering. Yeah, I was gonna say I think you're okay with not gaining one armor for that I, for that trade off. I, I am attacking with my Twilight Runner, getting two cards, and then licking my chops for what I get to do on turn three. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. That's basically it. I assume you're ramping because you've de- drawn that many cards at that point in time. So, yep. Because and, even though we've you know talked about all these problem cards in Druid, we didn't even mention Overgrowth, which is nuts in itself so Drew it's gonna be that's just a good fine. card what wait what <laughs> i know Who? it's crazy right where i was li- i was listening to the vicious syndicate podcast and they were talking about uh the their last their first vicious syndicate report of the new meta and they were like yeah overgrowth so good that's the card you want do not even bother with wild growth do not put it in your deck you don't want it you want overgrowth because you want to play overgrowth into seven mana. That is your goal. Do whatever you can to get to seven mana as quickly as possible so that you could do the broken things that Druid can do. Yep. Yep. Sounds like Druid to me. <laughs> um, so we'll move on to the priest line. How does priest change uh, as a result of nerf to Lucia? And how does and when, you know, when does playing her change? Like, when do you play her now? And does it change really when you're doing things with her? So let's let's go down the line again. So deliver. I think, you know, I agree with Dragon Rider that it's still going to be in the deck. Uh, It doesn't really change how it's played because it's still an insane disruption tool. Um, I, I really like this card, so I was really worried that it was going to get hit harder. I'm glad this is what they, the route they took with it. Um, however, it does make, uh, Nomi Priest a little worse because one less mana, you can't, you know, play the broom to give him rush. So it's true, but yeah, that's the only deck I think affected by this nerf. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to be fair, to be fair, you can't you can't necessarily do it on an you need a minion on the board to rush right. them, and whereas before you could uh, play the broom first, then Nomi, then Luciana, Lucia, it, which was the like the real combo if right. if they cleared your board, which they probably are at that point in time, so. Mm-hmm. It's a bit harder to pull off Lucia because the problem with the Lucia at that point in time is you don't have the board space to put her. That's true as well. Correct. Yeah. So the broom was kind of the integral part of that combo. So that combo doesn't necessarily work very well unless you went second and didn't spend the coin the entire game. Right. That's much difficult. Much more difficult. Yeah. Exactly. Um, can, can we talk about this card in a in the way it was actually being used as opposed to Nomi Priest, because... <laughs> no. I'm sorry. No, we can't. I, no offense to one of the pioneers of Nomi Priest, <laughs> but I don't feel like people were primarily using it for that reason. And and so my question, I guess, is, how does this change? Like, the presumably the reason this card was changed from two mana to three mana was because it feels bad to play against it. Right. And how does the mana cost change how it feels to play against it? Because, it, like, I don't, I, I, I honestly, I don't, I honestly don't understand this change. And, like, yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying it needed to be nuked from orbit because I've never even played with the card. So I don't, I don't get that. But at the same time, I'm like, if this feels that bad to play against that it needed to be nerfed, why was it why why is this still a playable card? Right. Um yeah, this uh it still does the exact same thing it does. You're right in the sense of the problem that they were trying to fix, it doesn't address that problem. Um the scary the scariest part about uh Mind Ranger is that if at any point Priest can play Tempo, this card is even more terrifying because mm-hmm. it is a 10 times better, uh, what's it, Lotheb, right? Lotheb. Lotheb. Lotheb, Jesus. Yeah, well, no, it says no. 
you can't play this. <laughs> no, you're this not Lothab. playing spells this turn. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just a strictly better Lothab in the fact of, okay, you can't deal with this board. Um, and even still, it's being played like that, where if they get you know, some minions to where, okay, here's my hand. I know the answers. Oh, you don't have the answer to this board? Of course you don't. It's my hand, so good game. So that's why it feels really bad to play against, um, and there's no really good way to play around it. The only the only good way to play around it is to assume it's there, and to to like, I see the the times I've played the card, it feels like you're like okay, I switched decks, you know, I switched decks and hands, and now I just gave my opponent a bunch of my stuff, and now they have. Like a bunch of control tools for their next turn, and it's 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 a lot harder to use, I think, than um, it appears on the surface because Absolutely. Mm-hmm. it it sounds amazing and it sounds like great disruption, but it is a it's honestly one of the hardest cards I've ever seen to use. Mm-hmm. Um, just because the, you've got to know what you're doing and when you can play it. And to, to answer your question, I think the reason why they did it was to slow it down, um, to, to give, give the other opponent more time and potentially stop things from going off. Like you can't play it on 10 and do eight mana worth of their hand. It's seven. And if you're, you know, if you're a tempo mage and you have two sorcerers, just apprentices, and a bunch of one cost spells in your hand at that point in time, dear God, what did you do wrong? So, like, I mean, it's just, I just feel like it's, it's slowing the card down and lessening its power because it costs one more mana to do, which means you have one less more, one less mana to mess with your opponent. So I feel like. It doesn't sound like a lot on the surface, but this card's a very deceptive in my opinion. And I feel like this is doesn't change it getting played, but I feel like this is a a nice hit to its power level, but without like nuking it for more of it, like you said. Yeah, Don I'm really interested to see what people are gonna do with it because kind of like all of you have already said, I mean it's still doing the same thing it's just now in a new mana slot so i've seen a lot of people talk about how this is going to impact against aggressive decks really uh where the priest was playing this basically like on turn two and then using the coin and a one drop or something from the aggro deck's hand Uh, and you know maybe that's a big thing Uh, but yeah i i do think this is a card that people haven't quite figured out yet and it's going to take a long time for people to really figure out what the best cases are. And I I actually wonder if this is something that might fall out of the meta depending on what the meta is. I think this is a card that's going to be a little bit more meta dependent than people think it is. I agree 100%. Like, what does this do against Tempo Rogue? Like, is, like you're like speedy, super hyper aggressive te- tempo rogue, because you're probably pretty much dead if your ho- if your hope is to steal their deck on turn like you know on turn three or four. Like, what are you, you putting down a one three for three? Like the the aggressive decks don't care about this very much, and I, I think the fact that it now costs three is huge in those matchups. Like, I feel like it used to be more impactful. Um, at two, but three, it just seems way too slow against a, um, a hyper-aggressive matchup. So, like, I think that, like, this is a a control tool that was able to be a little too flexible. And I agree with you, Dragon, that, like, it's gotta, it's gotta be meta-dependent. Like, this, the card's really great. It's like, Dirty Rat was good, but there was a lot of combo going on when Dirty Rat was being played. So, like, I mean, if, if if there's no combo going on, if you're not trying to yank a combo piece out of your opponent's hand, uh, a Dirty Rat is like, ah, this is situationally okay. It's not like an auto-include unless you're trying to yank out Shutterwalk or, you know, um, you know, something like a Carnivorous Cube or something. You know, I'm just mm-hmm. giving, like, combo piece examples. It's just... 
it feels like to me, unless it's it has a very specific person purpose. Luciana, Lucia, is it Lucia? Lucia, Lucia yeah. Yes, I keep wanting to say Luciana instead of Luciana. Yeah, but yes, there's no end in there. I know there's no end. <laughs> Just you know what? Real quick, too. Real quick, I heard. I think it was either it was either Sodal or TJ or Frodan. One of the guys casting over the weekend referred to him as Soul Shards. So I'm not the only one who thought that. Right. So like, that's what I keep calling him too. <laughs> okay, good. I kept uh, during our review, I kept referring to him as Soul Shards, and then on the next next week's episode, I also referred to them as Soul Shards. So Soul Fragments, yes. So I'm not the only one who did that. I guess there's a lot of people who played WoW playing this game. Shocker. Uh, I will say, uh, as far as the priest rogue matchups, I do think. Uh, Lucia is actually incredible against rogues because rogues love their backstabs and their uh, shadow steps and things of that nature. And being able to take those cheap cards out of their hand to make comboing much difficult, more difficult, uh, I find that to be the best use in that matchup personally. Mm-hmm. But, like, I mean, obviously... Uh, it's very, it's a very, very difficult card to play. Exactly. That's kind of where I'm at. So I, so one thing I, I will say, and it does, th- this does strike me as, as being important with regards to the mana change, which is that there are some, there, well, I guess there has been, and maybe not as much right now, but there has been some really powerful eight mana plays and mm-hmm. the threshold between seven and eight is pretty huge. And yep. so if you're playing this on 10 mana at two mana, the cost of this card, you can do those eight mana plays. Mm-hmm. Right now with the mana change, you now can't. Now, okay. it's interesting because the way the meta looks right now, some of the most powerful plays that you can make seem to be tied to seven mana right now. If you're thinking about Guardian Animals, if you're thinking about Kalthos, if you're thinking about Commencement, even if you're playing uh, Warrior or, um, you know, all the all the Galakrons, if you're running up against a Galakron, is seven mana and stuff. So it's, it's and from that standpoint, it, it's going to, I think we're going to have to watch how this, how this works. And, and it might be, to, to your point, Dragon Rider, if we get to a point where suddenly these power plays are happening on turn 8 rather than turn 7, which is where they're at now, suddenly this card doesn't help you, like, wreck those as well, right? Yeah, I think... So my counter to that is that, yes, those power plays cost 7 mana. Usually you want to play them on turn 7. If you can, ideally they are best to come out on turn 7, which you can't play Luciana on your 7 mana and make their 7 mana play. It would have to be on turn 10 plus turn 10, you know, get you know given right. given that. So it's like they have had would have had to have not played it by that point in time and not drawn, you know, and drawn it but not played it. Which is, um, I can't imagine, there's not a lot of scenarios where if I'm playing Galakrond and I have it and I have 10 mana, that I'm not going to just drop it the second it comes into my hand. Sure. Yeah. Uh, with that said, though, um, being able to draw off the top of their deck as well. Uh, so there is that possibility. And, of course, you know, they can't play both Guardian Animals in the same term, minus Keltos, but they can't. Um, so, I mean, it, it does um, have a point for at least the being mindful of that break point and see mm-hmm. how that goes for sure. Yeah, it should be very interesting. There's there's just so much hypothetical with that card. Right. It's definitely one of the more interesting cards they've printed in a while, so... I'm super excited to see where it goes. Um, so qu- next question: What do you think this the speed of the meta will be doing? Do you think it's going to speed up? Is it going to slow down? Um, I kind of feel like it's going to be leaning towards a 
um, F1, you know, speed of meta that it's just leaning towards more aggressive decks at this moment in time. Could be wrong, but I feel like the success of, like, the stealth aggro rogue right now um, indicates to me that, like, that might be the way to go. And I've seen some people trying out, like, Face Hunter pretty recently, so, like... Turns out when meta's new, like the aggressive really, I mean, but to be fair, ultimately to be fair, this was, those decks were good before the, you know, before the nerf went into, into effect, but we are still in a relatively new, unfigured out meta in my opinion. So, um, let's do the opposite order this time. Uh, Dawn, what do you think of, uh, the speed of the meta is going to be here after these changes? I can't just copy what they said now. I gotta go first. Yeah, that's right. that's correct. <laughs> okay. to, Trying to mix to it plagiarize up. Plagiarize your your, your mm-hmm. turn now, as opposed to the other way around. Uh, speaking of plagiarize, I did see somebody play that. That was interesting. Um, I've seen that a few times too. Yeah, it's like whoa. But okay. Anyways, uh, it, yeah, I you kind of hit on it. I feel the same way though. At that. Really, every time we see any kind of change, uh, a new expansion come out, nerfs announced, nerfs implemented, uh, I I really do feel like people tend to just jump on a lot of aggro decks, and the meta generally does get pretty, pretty aggressive pretty fast, and then it kind of starts to, to ebb away from that, but... I yeah I had some success with that stealth aggro rogue myself today. Uh, I think I started at like an eleven and one record or something with it. Oh. Um, yeah. It, so I imagine, especially because rogue uh, tends to not do as well against druid. So I feel like if there people aren't playing as much druid because of the Kalefoss nerf, then. Yeah, maybe we're gonna see a ton of rogue, and then it's gonna shift from there. But that's, yeah, maybe we're gonna see a lot more hunter. I think people are gonna start playing a bit more hunter again, especially if there's a lot of priest. Yeah, for sure. Mage. Well, guardian animals, still a card, <laughs> still pretty good, even if, even without survival, the fittest attached to it. So it does feel like until there's a change to that card or to Lightning Bloom preventing that from happening even sooner than turn seven, I feel like we're going to continue to be in a more aggressive meta because you really do have you have to you have to be able to deal with that. You either have to have them at such a low point that they it doesn't really matter that they did it or you have to have ways of dealing with it and uh it, it it does mean that things like face hunter things like the aggro rogue things uh like that tend to be really good and uh if we start moving away from that then things i think like the highlander decks like mage and and hunter and some of those uh start to get more interesting um because those tend to have a little bit of trouble with these really fast decks as well and then suddenly everything can slow down. But it's like until it feels like there's a do, there's still another domino that has to fall before people start really moving away from a, the aggro that meta that we've kind of seen since the outset of this expansion. And deliver. So while aggro is really prevalent right now, um I that's not a word, but I'm gonna roll with it. Uh, yeah, it's close enough. Relevant and prevalent. Prevalent. Uh, we, I think we're gonna see even more Libram Paladin, more refined list of that come up. Uh, I think there's gonna be space for controlled Demon Hunter. I think uh, that list has a lot of legs and the ability to get through some of these early starts. Um. That's kind of where I'm hoping it goes, rather than Galakrond Warrior. <laughs> so uh, I'm kind of fed up with that. But it has the tools, I think, to be successful as well. Um, because it did incredible against Face Hunter. And I'm assuming it would do great against Stealth Rogue because it can whirlwind the board and get rid of those. So 
Um, I'm pretty sure in Asia it is actually picking up in popularity. Um, I think I saw Hirun put that, but uh, yeah, I I think uh, Control is gonna start seeing slowly. Give it probably a week, a week and a half, and we'll start seeing more uh, slower meta. Okay, well, so I think that'll basically cover it for you know. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot there, and it's new and exciting already. A week after expansion it's not the same day of the expansion <laughs> um like last time skull go then um but you know here we are so let's move on to this week's poll question all right so this week's poll question we talked a lot about kalthos and mind render elusia being changed and we want to know from you how much of an impact Will the changes to Kael'thas and Luciana have on the meta? Will it be a big impact? Will it be a smaller impact? Will there not be any impact? Or aren't you sure what the impact will be? Vote, tell us, what, give us uh, your thoughts on, on the impact, and we will talk about the results on next week's show. Excellent. Um, and before we wrap up, I just want to say thank you, Deliver... Um, for your contributions and the time you've put into our show and um it's sad to see you go but um i got i understand that you know the work schedule is just killer and you need to do things for yourself man so um thank you for everything you've done for us and we for me personally i really appreciate everything you've done and i've really get enjoyed having you on the show so Thank you, yeah. and uh, again, it's just a lot of a lot of being very grateful, and I'm glad that you're able to recognize that, and then you're able to step away and and focus on yourself for a little bit of time. So, right, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely been a pleasure. I've loved hanging out with you all, and um, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun to you know be able to talk Hearthstone and uh, something. Uh, give kind of more of my viewpoints uh, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun and uh, i'm definitely gonna miss it uh but you are definitely left in good hands excellent i will i will definitely echo daring's compliments there this was we i i definitely enjoyed getting getting a chance to know you because uh we had not met before uh talking on the podcast here and and so uh you see you're you're a great guy and a very smart Hearthstone player. And so from that standpoint, uh, I'm a little sad to see you go. But yes, I'm also excited to have uh, Dragon Rider join the cast and, uh, and, and continue on. But thank you for everything you've done uh, for with us over, over the last few months. And uh, hopefully we could maybe have you come back on sometime down the road. Sounds good. Awesome. So, um, speaking of the show, you can find the show on Twitter at Dr3HS. You can also email the show at Dr3HS at gmail.com. And you can join our Discord by going to our Twitter, Dr3HS, which I just mentioned, and clicking on our top pin tweet, which will direct you to our Discord. And you can find me at Daring Alkaline. Uh, deliver one last time you can find me over on twitter at deliver underscore hs mage you can find me on twitter i'm at mage death and monday wednesday friday you can find me on twitch at twitch.tv slash mage death and dragon rider where can we find you and when do you stream uh, you can find me on twitter at donnie dk that's d-a-w-n-i-e-d-k and I have a schedule set right now, but yeah, kind of the same issue. Work has been all over the place, so it's a little inconsistent at the moment. <laughs> so <laughs> just uh, if you follow me on twitch.tv slash DK, you can get the notifications of when I go live. Excellent. And thank you again. Um, fond farewell to you, Deliver. And thank you again one last time for everything. And as always, you've been listening to... Doctor Three.
Boom. Boom.